Before the Wicked Witch of the West and those gals from Salem, there was Circe, the captivating and kind of catastrophic Greek witch who did more than just turn men into pigs. I'm Rose. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Gloria. Join us this fall on Circling Circe, the podcast where we talk about Madeline Miller's incredible book, Circe. We go through the novel chapter by chapter. We laugh, we cry from laughing. We swoon over Daedalus and other Greek hotties and talk way too much about food, life, and scented candles. I'm hydrated. I'm ready. I'm You're pumped ready. to talk about Greek gods and titans. <laughs> Let's do this. Lasagna is not supposed to be cool. It's supposed to be eaten hot, stupid. Who just looked at the count and was like, hey, sexy, moo right over here. Like It's <laughs> 11.45. I need to go eat my liver. My Prometheus pate. <laughs> and Granny's like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> We post every Wednesday, so mark your calendars. Make like Scylla. Grab a sailor. And dive in. Find Circling Circe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, do you want to do an outro? Or? Yeah. <laughs> Is that your outro? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're listening to the GBN Golden Red Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Trainers at your ready, and welcome to the Champion's Path. Hello, Johto! You're listening to the Goldenrod Broadcast Network. Welcome to the Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast. As always, I'm your Poke host, Maddie Limerick, and on today's show, I am joined by one of my favorite Pokemon TikTokers and content creators, and I hope yours, Ollie Drennan. Ollie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so freaking awesome. This is my first Pokemon podcast. Thank you. This is awesome. That's so exciting. And I found a lot, especially like going into the TikTok realm of people. And I'll be like, I don't know if they'll even look at my message, but I'll ask anyway. Um, I found even with my other show that like everybody's like, oh, it's my first podcast. And it just comes very naturally to people. So, and you're very just effervescent and have a lot of charisma. So I figured you would do absolutely fine with this. So I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> So why don't you tell everyone at home who might not be, you, you know, who you might not be popping up on their For You page, who you are and kind of a little bit about uh, your love of Pokemon? Uh, well, I am a hot mess. Uh, if I haven't popped up on your <laughs> For You page, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe you just aren't really into these crazy Pokemon fans like myself. Uh I I don't know. I, I kind of am just a crazy Pokemon fanatic who just decided one day, let me talk about Pokemon on TikTok. And, you know, I just do a whole lot. I do little memes. I do little sketches, rankings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you've seen me. I about to say, I'm sure, especially because you were putting out a lot between like you and Fossil Daddy for a while, like every <laughs> other video going up to leading up to the Scarlet and Violet uh, release was like you guys. And I was like, I'm not mad about this because uh, you also put together the, uh, the 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 school costume very quickly out of like a closet cosplay. And I was like, I'm, listen, I'm here for this. This this works so well. I love it. It's just so appropriate. Um, so thinking back what was the very first pokemon game that you remember playing it was pokemon blue it was pokemon blue for sure i remember i don't even know how i honestly don't remember how i got it into my possession but i think it was because i got into pokemon because of the anime which we might talk about later but mm -hmm. so that's probably how i thinking back that's probably how i got into it okay that's how i got the game i was like oh yeah i love this pokemon anime let me go buy this game from my dad um but yeah, Pokemon Blue, I would play that nonstop. I would beat it, restart it. 
I don't know, as childs as as child, we just would restart it. And now as an adult, I cannot restart mm-hmm. a Pokemon game. But for me, it was Pokemon Blue. Mm-hmm. And what was your starter that you picked? I think I know, it, but I want to hear what you I want to hear. I mean, it was the best starter ever. It was Bulbasaur. Uh, I'm a Venusaur stan. I love me some Venusaur. My first Pokemon, you know, I, I will forever have a very huge spot in my heart for Bulbasaur, Venusaur, Ivysaur. <laughs> uh, I love that. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Squirtle, because I do have this theory that a lot of queer people align. Well, I found a lot of queer people either align grass or water. And it's really, it depends uh, and a lot of people, I tend to find myself uh, like kind of going towards the grass people for some reason, because I think with the exception of like two gens, I always pick the 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 grass starter. And that's just me. I think the only time I didn't was X and Y because we saw Delphox before the game came out. And I was like, yes, queen. Yes. Standing magic powers. <laughs> she reminded me of redamon from digimon so much that i was like yes i'm here for it this is what i want yes Um, because you also do you also do fantastic digimon content which i think is actually how i found you and then you did oh my gosh because you did that series a little bit that was like you at eight years old watching i was like palmon digivolve for the first time and the god of digivolve for the first time and i was like queen pop off i love this so much <laughs> yes oh my gosh it's so funny that's why it's so hard to i look back at like oh my gosh i did make that like i made i make so mm-hmm. much stuff i don't even have, i have too many niches for my own good so it's really just probably why i'm just like a mess literally a hot mess but yes i love digimon too as well so i i you reminded me like i really need to start making more digimon content as well because i love digimon i feel like i sleep on it too much so underrated but yeah it's good to like have fans that both that both love Pokemon and Digimon because I feel like it's always like, no, you have to like, you have to like one or the other. And like, why can't you just like multiple things? You don't have to constantly create a divide in fandoms. It's so silly. Absolutely. And on the surface, like the Pokemon Digimon naming thing, it's just because they are part of the same genre. They were coming out at roughly the same time, but they could not be more polar opposite content. Like they are, two very different things and digimon especially is like really um moved towards the darker the the deeper stories through their you know their television where the pokemon uh tv show which is lovely and it's so much fun uh, it's gotten deeper in some of their storytelling but it is more kid-centered um but i mean this is a good time to bring back digimon content because cartoon network is showing the new digimon adventure that they did in 2020 now on american tv so like good time to get back into that digimon content do you remember um do you remember what the first moments of when baby ali saw that pokemon pokemon anime what was it that kind of just wrapped you in and kind of captured you into thinking oh no i think this is going to be a long time problem (laughs) oh gosh this is going to cause me so much debt and uh uh yeah Uh, i think you know what it was (laughs) funny enough i always honestly that's for sure like my bank account is like don't you dare buy those pokemon cards that pokemon game the double pack Mm -hmm. um but you know what it was i think i grew up loving uh animals i would go to the library with my grandma and she would always check out these big old books of just different animals. Like I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be this smart Marine biologist one day. And no, not, it's not the case, but I just loved animals. I loved going to the zoo. I love going to aquariums. I just 
loved animals. So I think Pokemon is obviously so many of their 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 monsters are based off of animals. So it was just cool to kind of like see these characters, you know, Ash, Misty, Brock, and these various monster-like mm. characters. It fascinated me. They were colorful. They only said their names. You had to catch them all, you know, like it was very gimmicky, but we love a good gimmick. And, you know, too, this too. was probably along with like, right? We love a gimmick. We love multiple gimmicks if you have it. Um, but like Pokemon and uh, Sailor Moon, and Digimon like these were but I think Pokemon came first for me mm-hmm. they it's anime it comes from Japan and it was just so colorful it's something that you just I don't think westerners is that a word have seen before and so that just it just fascinated me it it captivated mm-hmm. me so I don't know about you but that was kind of like my long-winded story of just being absolutely enthralled with the pokemon anime yeah i i think for me it was what all the other boys were talking about and i was always an animal kid too i loved animals um i loved being in water you know those kinds of things that i just connected to those things um but when i was like a toddler because i was born in the 80s that like my little pony was huge gen one my little pony was massive and so i always loved colors i loved horses i loved anything that was just animals but like a bump up care bears rainbow bread those kinds of things and so as we naturally went into the 90s like power rangers hit for me and i was because i was the right age and i was like dinosaurs yes because i was the the dinosaur kid i've i find a lot of people are like oh they were marine biology kids or they were dinosaur kids and i was the dinosaur kid um (laughs) But yeah, I think it was it was a combination of being like, oh, this is what all of my peers are liking right now. I can fit in with my peers and then watching it and absolutely falling in love. Because I think my first episode might have been Battle upon the uh, Battle Aboard the Saint Anne, which is a great two parter. And so, mm-hmm. um, also, I now love cephalopods as an adult, and I realized that like Tentacool and Tentacool being the first like big Pokemon that I saw I was like, oh, they're awesome. This is very fun. <laughs> but I never got to see like part two because it was showed at a really weird time in the afternoons. And so like I got off at school at 220 and it came on at 230. It was a weird thing. But I once the VHSs started coming out, I was like begging for the VHSs. Um but I think yeah that was for me is that I loved the they they weren't just animals. They also had their own unique personalities. And like, there's just something so lovable about Pikachu. But I also found myself like, everybody else was like, oh, isn't this awesome? And I was like, oh, I really love Psyduck. I think he's a really fun Pokemon. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, he's lame. And I was like, mm, okay. But I think I think that's kind of where it imprinted. They were all busy loving Char- Charizard. Of course, all the straight boys love the fire Pokemon. It's true. It's just a thing. And that's why I I like, I love Charmander. I think Charmander is so sweet. But I also am that person that goes, can we have one generation without Charizard? Please. Can't we have one <laughs> generation without Charizard? Except, can I tell you, uh, every time I see, because I also buy Pokemon cards re- like it's my religion. Because um, that Lost Origin set was so good. And I really, there's that Hisoyan, one of the the Arcanine they did was so good. And I was like, that and there was a Torterra in it. And I was like, I could absolutely build an incredible deck off this Torterra and Arcanine. 
Stabite, <laughs> no, because I haven't found any more of the Arcanine. I could just buy them on eBay for like a quarter for four of them. I could, but where's the fun in that? But I keep seeing the <laughs> exactly. $120. I keep seeing that $120 Charizard set, and I'm just like, don't do it, Queen, don't do it. It's that <laughs> it really is that TikTok sound of don't do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just thinking about it. I did it. And I haven't done that. I did it yet, but I am I think I am um wearing myself down on that one i assume that you've been playing scarlet and violet and i'm i'm thinking you got violet yes i don't know why you would think that but (laughs) of course (laughs) i had to do it for dad for daddy turo i i i made the conscious decision but it was also you know i love the color purple I love the color purple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I just Miraidon is just such a great design. And then the fact that in the game, he's just a big, dumb, derpy lizard boy. That was the selling point for me. And I was like, oh, I love this so much. And he's probably my favorite legendary because he has so much more personality than any legendary has ever had in the game before. I just, I enjoy him so much. But what is it about... You know, there's been a lot of criticism that hopefully by the time this comes out, I think the DLC actually should probably be out at that point. But what were some things that you were most excited about going into it? And now that we're, you know, three weeks after release, what are some things that you found have been really engaging, particularly for you about uh, Violet um, that you've been enjoying? First of all, obviously, this is no brainer. I just every new generation, I just get excited about the new Pokemon. You know, like I want to see the new designs. I want to see the new dual typings, the new attack moves, the new shiny versions of the new Pokemon. Um, So that's always just like what gets me the most hype. But obviously, like I think this generation in particular just had really interesting, fresh characters, at least in my opinion. Maybe people don't like the characters or care for them, but Mm -hmm. it was just felt just like a huge ensemble. And I think sometimes in past generations, as much as we love them, I think sometimes there wasn't a whole lot of thought put into their characters whereas i think i really do mm-hmm. believe that violet and scarlet have really in- like the professors um some of the gym leaders it seems like they just have so much personality so much backstory put into them and um like for example like i think of the professor time like she used to be a rock type gym leader so like that just excites mm-hmm. me i'm like oh man i really want to know about more about her and her her past and her her sister rhyme who's a gym leader who's super cool mm-hmm. by the way um yeah and this is the design the actual like how they look just just really was really really i keep saying the word captivating was just captivated me but it's pokemon it's always going to mm-hmm. captivate me uh but yeah i definitely think me the too. characters and the story you know it kind of left off on this strange um not not strange but it left off on like okay yeah we already know there's dlc coming so it was just it's exciting every every generation but the paldea region is definitely has been very very uh, just new and fresh and me on the edge of my seat (laughs) i agree with you and a a lot of the like larger gamers that have come on here or like just people that game often have said that it's honestly one of the freshest design wise um they've done the most difference with the character designs the pokemon really did seem fresh and interesting because i think there were other games that i got really excited about like i always think about x and y 
that it looks so beautiful from the beginning. That's so cool. It looks so lovely. I loved the 3D rendering for the, the 3DS. But when it came down to it, we had such a small new Pokedex and it was mostly returning Pokemon and we hadn't gotten the regional variants yet. That would be the next gen. And I think sometimes they actually lead with the the story and the the region first and then think about the Pokemon second instead of thinking about them organically informing each other like i like it's hard to have a conversation about regional variants without knowing like oh yeah i would love this pokemon to have a regional variant without actually thinking about where it fits into the kind of rubik's cube of the puzzle of the region um but i i couldn't agree more um though i do have to say and i don't know if maybe this is just me looking for more representation in video games but this game is really gay like really gay. Yeah, I it is. Even the characters who are quote unquote heterosexual, like I'm like you're gay. You're you're, you're you've ha- you've experimented or something like uh, Salvatore. I'm like you're gay. There's some gayness in you. <laughs> yeah, even like the the it's I think it's this version of the Ace Trainer. It's all the guys in the baseball caps and the um red polos and then the She-Hulk ladies with the 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 gray tank tops. And I was like, y'all did not have to literally animate his bar titties breathing underneath that shirt. Like y'all are y'all are thirsty. I see exactly what this is. But I was also like, y'all see who a lot of the online voices are playing the game that i feel like the queer community that plays pokemon and so gets excited about it is one of the most vocal online and tends to be i i think the least problematic when it comes to like us appreciating our love for it and kind of our, each other as a community um and so i think they did take that into notice though i will you know it was really funny the first time we met penny uh and someone gendered her as she and i said no 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 no, no, no. Did we just mis- misgender Penny? Because I was just like, no, Penny's a they, them. Penny Penny is non-binary. Penny. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the same thing with like Ione. And I was like, no, Ione is a she, they. It's fine. It's it's okay. Every Just everyone's queer. It's okay. It's, I mean, but isn't it, I haven't gotten to the end of the game yet, but isn't it the like goth grass trainer in one of the elite four like married canonically? Yeah, there's some hints there. If you if you uh, go into like the professor, uh, not brass brassius is a grass type gym leader and then um the mm-hmm. the professor is hassle i think that's how you pronounce it so there's some hints mm-hmm. there's some hints i'm like oh my gosh they have some kind of they've experimented clearly <laughs> listen i'm here for it i'm absolutely here for it so i think this is a good time to transition because i just want to know everybody wants to know this is a difficult question for a lot of people if you had to pick one singular Pokemon that is your favorite of all time, what Pokemon is it? I feel very horrible saying this because my favorite type is water. Okay, I will always be a water type specialist, but my favorite Pokemon out of all of the Pokemon in 2022, going to 2023, it is Serena. It is Serena. Though I suppose it could have the Terra type water now. So that's how I'm cheating. But I just love Serena so much. She's everything. I'm so here for that. Also, just because every time, all I can think of anytime I see like, oh, like her default movement with her 3D render, I just go, she's serving Kant. Kant, she is serving Kant. Like this is all (laughs) I can think of. (laughs) Yes. I was just like, if... 
if 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 Pokemon had their own version of Drag Race where drag queens were competing with their own Pokemon, Serena would have to be one of the uh, queens train uh, Pokemon. Right. She she's for sure like a front runner. She'll always be a front runner in my eyes. And she has the rivalry with uh, Quaxley's with Quaxley's final evolution Quackaval. So uh-huh. that oh, is just yes. they know oh, their target. Yes, yes, yes. They know their their target audience. They know it. Pokemon is so smart. They know who's playing these games and loving them more than straight people. It's so true. You're also a Drag Race fan, yes? I th- I think I remember this correctly. Oh. You were a Drag Race fan as well. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Did you know Michelle Visage is a massive Pokemon super fan? Like massive. Yes. Yes. She uh, played them with her daughter. And she, her favorite Pokemon's Lop Bunny. Of course, of course it is. Because of course it is. <laughs> we know her ace. We know Michelle's ace. It's so true. I mean, honestly, though, I, I found that out about her because for some reason I didn't see when she did the marketing campaign from them like three or four years ago. I never saw it until recently. Someone was like, girl, did you see this? And I was like, what? And I was like... Okay, I like Michelle a lot, but I was like, I love Michelle for this. <laughs> also, because like I love that she's unabashedly really close with her daughters, and like she also watches anime. Like she is a, a legitimate nerd hottie, and I'm just so here for that. I know you want these celebrities, especially if well, I don't know if Michelle's queer, but like you just get excited as like a queer person myself. Like whenever a celebrity or a public figure talks about those nerdy nerdy fandoms that you love whether especially if they're queer especially if it's in drag race like i'm like oh my god that's so cool you just you just you it resonates with you you can relate to someone you look up to especially like i love that like the youths you know the the youth the younglings Mm -hmm. the kids today that are watching this these forms of media get to see the people who they look up to uh first and foremost being queer or just allies but also talking about those Mm -hmm. things it just makes you feel less alone it's just it's awesome i love that i wish we had that growing up you know jeez (laughs) it's awesome exactly well i I mean uh, i mean i had you know sailor uranus with her cousin you know neptune that's what i there you go (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean speaking of i i've just started watching drag race italia season two and one of the queens on there is called nehalania like she is fully sailor moon themed top to toe like walked in with an artemis plushie on like first day and i was like Oh my god! Here for it, and she's like a chubby thirty something, and like just the cutest little weeb <laughs> ever. Wears pinks and big bows. Like I was just like, and that's like why I love Rock and Sakura, like as well, because like Rock is just one uh, mm. super cute, but like just I hate to use the phrase like house down manga boots, like just gets it and is so informed as an artist in what she does as a drag queen, like, but also like. Dax exclamation point. I love what Dax does. I love that Shea Coulee is an Ironheart, and I'm fairly certain that she is playing the mutant Shade. And so she's going to be the first mutant that we get in, in like that kind of thing. Cause it just makes the most sense. It's either Shade or Dazzler. I don't know, but either would be great. I'm fine oh with either. God. Um, but I just I love when those things like subsect for me. Well, damn, that is amazing. I can't believe that is wow. Because it's like mutants are coming. So like now I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't even think about her playing Shade. That's so cool. 
<laughs> but it's really exciting. You love seeing like those queer icons that you- now in the MCU. That's insane. That's insane. Insane. It's so good. And also just because like, I can't think of a queen that works harder than Shay, who is a legitimate good person. And cause like, all I can think of is like, if we ever had like the next time we get a Pokemon live action, like I need a drag queen gym leader or like a crime syndicate villain of one of the drag race girls. Who's just an amazing actress. Cause we have so many, frankly, who would just get the camp and are big nerds. Like, uh, it, I just that's what I need just to, to tie my two kind of ends of my spectrum together I mean James and Team Rocket is practically a drag queen let's be real let's be honest James is a drag queen am I wrong I might be wrong <laughs> no 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 you're uh, no you're uh, never wrong there is no <laughs> queer thought about Team Rocket that is wrong they are all correct so is there a Pokemon? I, I like this question because I think it shows a lot about people or just a little bit into their psyche about Pokemon they like. So I feel very passionate with, you know, 1,029 Pokemon now. Every Pokemon has at least one or two fans in the entire world. But is there a Pokemon that if you were in like a group of kids that were just talking shit about a Pokemon or seeing one bullied, what Pokemon would you just be like, no, they are way cooler. No, they're awesome. I'd like just defend them if somebody was talking nonsense. Yes. Okay. This is going to sound crazy, but um, I will defend this Pokemon. I don't care. It would be from Gen 7, Bruxious, the water psychic fish who is serving absolute face and teeth. Everyone thinks Bruxious is so ugly. I'm like, no, she's fabulous. She's doing drag. Uh, I think obviously queer fans mm-hmm. probably gravitate towards Bruxious. She also is so strong. Strong jaw. Mm-hmm. Has so many biting moves. Uh, mm-hmm. Super fast. Already has great attack stat. She's amazing. She has other abilities too, but like strong jaw, Bruxious. I'm so happy she's in Scarlet and Violet, mind you. Bruxious is fabulous. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start. I'm going to. Tr- I need to shiny hunt her because I don't have her as a shiny. But like for me, it's Bruxious. I don't know how you feel about Bruxious, but I stand. This is a Bruxious stand account forever (laughs) i always love when they just go a thousand percent towards a design that is so absurd that looks like like older gay men who swear they haven't had any work done at brunch on Sundays going, no girl, this is just what cucumber water and rest and going to the gym gets you. I love i've actually never (laughs) battled with her but i really i love i've loved her and she's one that i was like why doesn't she have an evolution yet like could you get (laughs) any more overpowered than she already is but i would i just i think i would love an evolution for her but i think she's a quirky unusual design that a lot of non-queer fans or i feel like a lot of my female friends that do burlesque very queer Jason also love her so I feel like it's that kind of <laughs> subsection of people but I think her design is fantastic absolutely and she's water psychic too two of my favorite types so it's just mm-hmm. an added bonus mm-hmm. I found I found that I tend to now only run Pokemon that are dual typed because you can cover so much more ground um, like I didn't particularly love my replay of or my play of Shining Pearl brilliant pearl um just because i was like oh there are not that many pokemon it seems a little easy um 
but I started running a Psyduck in that because there's you don't really get any other water Pokemon early in that game. And I was just like, why am I not running Psyduck Golduck more? Because you get those lovely psychic attacks. You get those wonderfully powerful water attacks. Um, but also now, like, I love Tinkaton, like the combination of the fairy and the steel type moves. Though I do think it's very funny that I keep her in my party right next to a Corviknight. Uh, that just... <laughs> oh my gosh joy. Uh, the, the girls are fighting it's like the your, your mindset am, is it me am i the drama <laughs> am i the, am i the drama no i couldn't be i am the drama because <laughs> it's like oh i hope we don't need them in a team battle because who knows what's going to happen but i like to think i i run a very tight ship as a trainer i think but i think this is a good point to transition into the 64 million coin question that is very 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 difficult for a lot of people to answer if you had to pick your dream team of six that didn't include a mythic or legendary what would it be i think i could do this this is it's hard but i always just like go back to my kind of like my sword and shields one of my sword and shield parties uh so obviously i i gotta have serena on there i got to have serena on there that's like my i don't want to call her maybe she's not my ace but Serena, I need that beauty. I love having the beauty girls. I need the girls on my squad. So that's my grass mm-hmm. type. I also mm-hmm. always try to have like different types. You know, maybe they could, mm-hmm. I can have two of the same type if there's a dual type. So that's my grass. And I always want to have like a grass, water, fire. So water is, water, my ace. I feel like that has to be Milo Tick. I think that has to be Milo Tick. Beauty. Another girl. Stunning. Gosh, Grace. you know. Yes. See, I have a I have a type. I really do. Um fire is ah, so I really really think she is beautiful. Okay, I think Blaziken is beautiful. My firefighting. Uh she's beautiful and ferocious, you know? Beautiful and ferocious. She kicks mm-hmm, high, mm-hmm. she can jump. Probably my one of my favorite next to Venusaur or Bulbasaur, one of my favorite starters, absolutely. So we got the water, grass, fire. Uh, I need a psychic type, another psychic girl. Okay, so this is really difficult because it always boils down between Gothitelle and uh, Hatterene. And also, I want to use like some of that their psychic powers. Mm-hmm. What if I need to help Levitator? You know, like maybe some mind control. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I think serving looks again, it would be Gothitelle. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, I oh, notice yes. I like to have Pokemon on my team with from different generations, just to like make the mm-hmm. team look more diverse too if that makes sense like oh, mm-hmm. us pokemon fans are so strange so fifth would be a dragon i really want a dragon on my team and i am a huge lover of gumi so i think i would want a gudra and i know it's mm-hmm. not a gudra can't fly or anything like all the other dragons but i just love gudra such a versatile pokemon to use uh Gujra's an honorary girl um and then my my last mm-hmm. pokemon is always very it's a struggle it's a huge struggle for sure but i think i have to give my last spot to a pokemon that i absolutely love from gen 7 and that would be beware i love me a bear so beware mm-hmm. is just like have you seen the sun and moon anime like what beware is capable of beware is just a beast in the anime and in the game, mm-hmm. and it's adorable. It hugs you to death. So I think that is my for sure team of six. 
I could definitely think of much worse ways to to die. Like I've had many a bear try to squeeze me to death, but I feel like that one would be the only one that would be incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I think that's a lovely dream team. And I, I also think it's they're stunning. You'll you'll be the conver- topic of conversation coming through town. They'll always be looked. You will always win the beauty competition. You'll always win uh, like it's I just I think it's a lovely, lovely set. Now you know, on TikTok and social media, we have this conversation about main character energy. And and I think as I've aged and matured, I've gone, you know what, sometimes, maybe sometimes I'm not always the protagonist. Maybe this is not my story. I'm an NPC in somebody else's story. So something Pokemon I've always loved what they've done is really give us enriching, interesting NPCs that we kind of know exactly what they are. We kind of know roughly what Pokemon they're going to use. Uh, to kind of really enrich the world. So if in this version of the Pokemon world, you were picking an NPC role, what NPC trainer type would you be? Oh my gosh. I definitely, oh, that's a really good question. So I could easily say, oh, I want to be a rival. You know, I just want to keep popping up here and there. But also that is a lot of work. Also that the rivals kind of give off the main character energy, you know, which isn't a bad thing, but mm-hmm. I'm also just like not that type of, I'm just not that type of archetype. I, I'm not trying to like prove that I'm stronger mm-hmm. than you. If anything, I'd be more of a rival, like mm-hmm. let's just battle for fun. But I think I would be more so kind of like um, a gym leader, you know, you pass through here and there, you know, you probably will beat my butt because I'm not the strongest Pokemon, uh, battler i will never be on the level of vgc ever and i'm completely okay with that i can think in my mind in the games yes but i would be a gym leader for sure maybe that's a little boring but i i I like having like narrow my typing to whatever type you know water but yeah i think i have you decided what npc you would be I mean, I'm a bigger guy, so I always like to think, oh, maybe there was one gen where the Pokemon fanatic was a bigger person, or I do something I've loved about Scarlet and Violet that I love. They focus that like you can be any age to be a student at the academy because you're never too old to start your Pokemon journey. And I thought that was just really poetic and beautiful. Also, I like that they're all very different body types. I think that's incredibly important. I just think that's been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, f- I feel like, though, I'm bitchy enough and always turn an outfit that I would be like i'd probably be an ace trainer i think just hiding out in the most like ridiculous crystal covered cavern being like i've been waiting for a trainer like you to show up and then they beat the shit out of me and it's fine um so do you think if you you know because i also like to say that like if you're a gym leader your gym pokemon team isn't your necessarily your regular pokemon team but do you think you'd be a water type gym trainer if if they had you take over a, a gym Absolutely. I th- I've clearly thought about this way too much. Like it's 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 pretty bad, but this is what Never. we do as Pokemon fans. But water, water, mm-hmm. water. Maybe Bruxes might be on my team too. <laughs> I love. Oh, that would be perfect because you could still use your Milotic. You could then use your Bruxish. That'd be great. Um. Oh, really? If you're if you're really trying to turn something ridiculous, you could throw. Oh, why am why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? Um, Malamar in there with that crazy dark evilness that is Malamar technically, mm-hmm. technically it's an aquatic being. So could be, and you know, <laughs> she could have in the, in the new game, she could just have the water terrestrialized type. So like she's got everything else, but she's got that water. Absolutely. Type. You never know. 
So something I thought about moving forward is this idea that maybe as we're going in a more nonlinear kind of storytelling way, you can move around the map differently. What if we moved away from single typing gyms and went towards something that's like a concept? So you actually have to think about the strategy for every a gym because you're facing four very different Pokemon. So maybe one would just be like the trilogy gym and it is just the water, grass, fire, or it could be something that's even more higher concept. So that way it really increases the need for um, knowing strategy, understanding your Pokemon type. So if you were asked to be a non-conventional gym leader, so like I'm thinking we're thinking concepts here. What do you think your concept of a gym would be? So at first I was like stumped. I was like, oh gosh, what, what, what the heck am I going to, what, what would my concept be? I'm thinking, but I'm, I want to keep, I always try to keep things like obviously close to my heart. What do I like to do? Like, what's one of my favorite things to do? Video games, games, some kind of gaming mm-hmm. concept. So I think of like an arcade. I think of um, a gaming lounge, like that is like brilliant mm-hmm. board games even so so because also like in scarlet and violet what i love is that the gyms there's also like a gym test so like you can even kind of like mm-hmm. i could even correlate my if there was a gym test some type of game some mini games which you have in scarlet and violet which was really fun and some of them were too quick i was like no i don't want to battle i want to do more of these gym tests so definitely like a gaming arcade kind of gym i don't think to my off the top of my head, I don't think we have had that yet in Pokemon as no. a gym. Mm-hmm. I don't so, think so. So, so I feel like I would want to like correlate that specifically to my gym, and then kind of have, depending on the games, I feel like maybe some electric types or some fighting types. I'm trying to think of like gaming, kind of gaming Pokemon. I suppose like who could be yeah. like specifically on my team, like. Electros, like very interesting Pokemon that require a very specific um, strategy to fight. Because, like, you think of Electros, like you can't completely defeat Electros off the bat because it's an electric type, but it has Levitate, so you can't defeat it with its one weakness of Ground, unfortunately. So, Electros might be my ace for this gaming, my my gaming gym. But I love Electros, by the way. He's great. I also think Porygon would be great in there. Any of that evolution line, just because it is kind of that weird, like video game. You could really twist that anyway, because you could also do a psychic Pokemon on it, like like a holodeck idea. But I do love that idea of playing to play a bunch of games with other trainers to actually get to the the gym leader. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. I'm so proud of it. But I love um you're so much better at this because Porygon, I didn't even think of Porygon or the Porygon line. That is brilliant. So I'd have to put Porygon on my team. Porygon 2. Porygon 2 is my favorite. What most of the guests don't know is because this is my favorite question that I've kind of put together, is that I have come up with one to also offer for every single guest that has come here. And sometimes I try to make them connect a little bit with like who the guest is, whatnot. So I came up with one where you get drug. I I like this idea that like you never know when you're going to a new town exactly which building is the gym. And so you've got to explore and do things. And then you kind of just realize that you're in the middle of the gym battle. And so this one, it's a weird like diner. It's a brunch place, but then you realize it's a drag brunch place. And so all of the trainers are drag queens. 
And then you're you're fighting the big gym leader is like the headliner of the hamburger Mary's lunch brunch. And so <laughs> yes. I think which it's so funny that you like Serena because I was saying as the Pokemon in there, I would do Serena, Rosarade, Miss Magus, uh Aromatis, Lorantis, and Florages would be the like like the girls. Oh my god. I love that team. That team. Well, now you have to make that team. Like you, I'm sure you have that team already. That's amazing. That, yes, I've got it spread out that over games. I've got it spread out over games, but I, I need to because I think they're all available in Scarlet and Violet. So I think I actually probably will pull pull them together at some point just for for one of them. Maybe maybe for the water gym, I'll get that team ready because everybody would be great <laughs> against a water gym. If you had to choose one of the villains teams to join from across the whole franchise, which villain syndicate would you join? This is a really good question because I was thinking, uh, when you were saying this, like, I don't want to be evil <laughs> because I have a personal vendetta mm-hmm. against team rocket, you know, ever since, you know, they, not Jesse and James. They're the only ones that like get a free pass. But ever since, you know, Cubone's mother was killed unalive by <laughs> Rocket, you know. Only Jesse and James are are okay in my book from Team Rocket, okay? Um True. But agreed. I, right. I really like Team Skull. Um, because they're not technically evil they're just a bunch of like misfits they're a little mm-hmm. they're a little uh, misunderstood they're they're kind of like we, i feel like maybe a lot of us can relate to that kind of going through like a misfit uh kind of like rebellious stage in our lives especially when we were younger or if we're older whatever uh, but yep. yeah i also love guzma i love guzma mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. guzma is just so beautiful but I also think that, you know, there's probably some underlying issues. I believe Guzma, for example, like failed his trial test or something like that. So like, and having to live up to expectation, you know, so there's a lot of like underlying hurt perhaps in team school that I think a lot of people can relate to and kind of just living up to, like I said, living up to expectation and trying to get on other people's level, like it's relatable and you know it could be a little fun you know messing up with in po town or you know causing a muck mm-hmm. with guzma and company i think team skull is probably one of the more enjoyable um uh, evil quote unquote evil teams in pokemon in my in my book at least <laughs> so i think this is a good time to kind of bring bring us back around to what is it that keeps you going back to pokemon games the franchise because you even collect the card games you you buy you know merchandise i see you're fully immersed in the franchise what is it that keeps you going back game after game i think the the easiest way that i always see it is that it's just nostalgic in a sense you know going back to that mm-hmm. you know your childhood and coming home from school playing your your game boy ds your now it's a switch now you get off of work and come back and you just find a level of comfort in it. It's something that we've been playing for. Mm-hmm. Most of us have been playing for crap decades now. Um, and there's just like, I definitely found later in life, I was missing out on a community. So now that I've tried to pursue creating mm-hmm. content about Pokemon and other things that I love, like there is a huge community that I personally have been sleeping on for a long time. And um, 
you know, and I think it's just kind of like, for me personally, I've definitely been kind of someone who escapes a lot. Like I use video games to es- as comfort and escapism. I think, I think I'm just like a lone wolf, but I realize, you know, stuff definitely in um, these times of like COVID and, you know, panorama, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you realize, uh, you realize like, Oh my gosh, like I have been hiding, like I've been hiding from like amazing community of fans that I could relate to and I can create content and we can talk and create discourse like right now we're doing. So I think now it's mm-hmm, like a conglomeration. Mm-hmm. Why I keep going back to Pokemon is that we can create discussions like this. We can trade, we can battle, we can get excited and start theorizing of the future of something that we've grew up loving, or maybe we just found out that we love it. You know, maybe we're newer fans, maybe we're older fans, mm-hmm. but it's just so many things that like that I just feel encompass Pokemon specifically um, that it's like a whirlwind of like uh, emotions and thoughts for Pokemon. But I, yeah, I, I, I mm-hmm. are you following me? <laughs> I apologize. It's kind of like yeah. a, oh, a it's a word percent. vomit ex- ex- explanation, but like Pokemon specially, there's so many factors, anime, there's plushes, there's, cards there's 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 so many things you know so it's a very beautiful community to be a part of that i I really want to be more involved in i love that uh i you know what i'm shocked no one has done some sort of um for like when DragCon is in town or even like for the big comic, I mean, you all have the comic cons up and down your coast. I've got them on mine. I'm shocked that there hasn't been more of like a move to like have those community moments of get together. Um, even if it's just like content creators or whatnot, I'm, I'm surprised there still hasn't been more. Cause that was that lovely thing about Pokemon go that summer that came out is it was just the community. It's what kept it going. I mean, I still play it just cause it's fun and it gives me an excuse to go running and just be like, Oh, I can, if mm-hmm. I go jogging, it means I, I can go for a mile and a half, hatch an egg and catch, catch some Pokemon on the daily incense. And it gives me an excuse to get out and work out. And so, you know, it's all, (laughs) it's all a very good thing, I think. And, and again, it's, it's one of the few fandoms and communities that I actually immerse myself in because I found my corner of the internet of the fandom where it isn't toxic. We are all uplifting because like I was working at Universal Studios in Florida when the announcement of the three starters came out and I immediately ran in the office and was like, Pokemon fan, Pokemon fan pokemon fan look what just came out and we were just yelling about it so you know it's always those moments or i remember when sun and moon came out when i was an undergrad and we were all sitting in the big computer lab in the theater building and everybody was like have you seen the starters do we know what's coming everybody hear what happened and everybody just like put their homework down and we just like stopped photoshopping and just like geeked out for 10 or 15 minutes and it was just so euphoric and so lovely and i think that the community is so rich and wonderful and it covers such a wide diverse age group of people people from experiences and from all over the world that all experience the same games in the same way and i think that is just so important absolutely and like like those memories you'll have those memories forever you know and like they mean something Mm -hmm. to you just like those little moments in your life that will you'll carry forever and you'll get to make those exact same well not exact same memories but you know, when the next generation comes out, you'll be able to create more memories of the generation 10 and 11. And I just think it's beautiful. So as we're looking forward to future generations, because like, I honestly feel like we're, you know, those of us that are lucky enough to be alive in 25 years, uh, we'll be playing 
the 50th anniversary game will be doing 50th anniversary events. Like it's a franchise that I don't think is going anywhere. It is just so exciting because they continue to have so much room to grow. So what are you most hopeful for uh, out of the future of the franchise? Oh my gosh. I'm hopeful that one day we are going to get a game. Maybe this is asking for much and I'm not even someone who, care so much about the national decks but like a game it doesn't even have to be a main series title but like a game that we could have all of the pokemon in somehow somehow you know because sometimes like some fans are struggling me not so much because i love so many different pokemon but some fans out there like cannot put all of their favorites in a team of six so you know my wish is just to have like a new pokemon stadium game uh, a very underrated game like stadium three stadium three uh-huh. can mm-hmm. we can we mm-hmm. pokemon company can we can we maybe make that a thing the mini games oh my gosh the mini games but yeah mm-hmm. um that's kind of like that's kind of something that i would just that's that's a dream i think that's a dream that a lot of pokemon fans share but also just like as cheesy as it sounds just creating more content creating more of a com- sense of community mm-hmm. and just like not being so negative because i think like like you mentioned like you have a really positive like space for pokemon fans and that's great but like sometimes you know the fans there are some areas of of any fandom that can be a little bit toxic and so i just want to i just want to create more spaces in pokemon that can be very inclusive diverse and very um positive because we're here to talk about pokemon and lo- and share our love for it you know we're regardless of where we are in, in the world and there's no need to be nasty and like rude about about pokemon we love pokemon because it brings us together and it's fun wherever we are in the world so creating more spaces with pokemon fans and just having fun I love that. So simple, so beautiful, so wonderful. You put that one absolutely beautifully. So, though, Ollie, I don't know if you know this, but every broadcast will be giving away a free digital download code to the Pokemon TCG online app, and they need a special password for it. And so today's password is Serena. That's right. Today's password is Serena. Be the first to respond oh. on our Instagram story on the day this episode comes out, and it's yours. Now, Ollie, thank you for taking a break from your journey to be the best that ever was to be on the show today. We appreciate having you so much. Thank you so much. This was so fun. I'm so happy that you had me and put up with my craziness. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I love talking about Pokemon. (laughs) Well, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet where you would like them to find you? (laughs) You all can find me at pretty much any platform at Ollie Dreamer, O-L-L-I. D-R-E-A-M-E-R. I think I spelled that right. But Instagram and TikTok is and Twitter. It's like those are the most fun places. <laughs> All right, folks. Coming up next, we have Oaks Pokemon Talk. And later, tune into Burma's Password, where real people win real prizes. As always, I'm your Poke host, friends. And until next time, it's you and me and Pokemon. Thank you for listening to The Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast presented by Saturday Morning Confidential, a part of the Certain POV Media Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential and on Instagram at SMC Podcast. There you can follow our link tree to every podcast platform under the sun where you can listen to our show. You can find us along with all of the incredible shows on the Certain POV Network at CertainPOV.com. 
gmail.com. Saturday Morning Confidential and Dreamer Productions do not own Pokemon. In games or media form, this show is purely for entertainment and educational purposes only. And our ending credit music is Jungle Cavern by Brett Eaglestein. Join us next time for another journey down the champion's path. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.